You are listening to the sermon podcast of International Lutheran Church in Seoul, South Korea. I'm Pastor Chuck Hoffman. Transfiguration Sunday is always one that's a little bit hard for me to preach on because it happens every year and it's hard to make it fresh, try to connect to it with a new understanding. So uh, this sermon's a little bit different from my normal sermon. I'm trying to find a way to maybe connect uh, what happened on that day with our modern understanding of the world. So, uh, So here I go. Uh, I remember in the 1990s, as a youth, that um, there was this topic that had started to really get a lot of buzz. It started to show up in a lot of movies and things, and that was uh, the topic of virtual reality, uh, VR. It seemed at that time that the technology was just around the corner. Uh, People thought we were going to be having these headsets on our faces any time now. So in 1995, for example, Nintendo released a gaming system called Virtual Boy. Uh, This was a replacement for Game Boy, which was a handheld device that came out in the late 1980s. And this came out in 1995, as I said, and it was a huge failure. Uh, Virtual Boy was one of the worst failures that Nintendo ever had. It was because this is what it looked, if you actually put your face into this device and looked, this is what you would see. Uh, It was only one color, red, and it was, uh, the field of vision made people nauseous, and they would have a huge headache and a neck ache because they had to bend over to put their head into the device. The truth was that the world was not yet ready for this. Uh, The technology was not there. And even though we thought it was right around the corner, we're here now 23 years later, and it's still not something that's in everyday use. It's it's starting to come. Samsung has made a headset, and, and Facebook bought this company called Oculus, and they have released a headset. But again, you know, 2016, they said, this is the year of VR, of virtual reality. And still, I notice it's not something that's quite around. In the last few years, something different from VR has come around as a buzzword, and this was called AR. AR stands for augmented reality. And augmented reality, the idea behind this is that you would be looking at the real world, but then there would be a layer placed over uh, the real world. So either maybe using Google Glass, uh, smart um, eyeglasses that can uh, display things over top of what you see in the real world, or you could use your smartphone to just view a street, and then if you're looking, for example, at some shopping mall or at some restaurants, then maybe reviews for the restaurant would pop up on your screen. Or the menu of the restaurant would be there. And so this is getting a lot of buzz lately, and people are talking about this. And supposedly this is right around the corner as well. 
I got thinking about this. I thought maybe this is a way to understand the transfiguration. Sort of as an augmented reality. Looking at something and seeing it, but also seeing something that you would not normally be able to see. Also seeing something that is behind, a meaning that is behind the object that you're looking at. Peter, James, and John were looking at Jesus, but then there's this augmented reality. They saw behind the curtain. They saw something that they usually would not be able to see. They saw something that gave them more information about what was going on. Moses, Elijah, Jesus speaking, having a conversation. Also, Jesus changed, transfigured, metamorphosis is the Greek word. He changed in front of them glowing, gleaming, bright white. But they weren't holding their smartphone up to to see this. They weren't looking through a pair of smart glasses. They were instead looking with their very own eyes. God had revealed this stuff to them. This is the Son of God, he says. The torch now, and I've got torches on my mind seeing the Olympics and the opening ceremony. The torch here is being passed from Moses and Elijah to Jesus. This is sort of the last leg of the relay, the completion of what these men had been about. Uh, Moses was a prophet, the lawgiver. Elijah was this miracle worker bringing the gospel to nations besides just Israel. And now here's the Son of God. You have visual confirmation. You have audio confirmation. Cloud pops up, voice from heaven. This is my beloved son. It's only through God that they were able to see this augmented reality. It's only through God that they were able to hear this voice from heaven as well. And it was only by God that they could believe their own eyes, believe their own ears. One of the most common questions uh, people have about God in general, they say, why does he not do this kind of thing for everyone? Why would he not appear glowing, bright white, uh, face shining, and stand in front of me too? And why is there not a voice from heaven for me to hear saying, this is my son? If I saw those things and if I heard that voice, then I would be able to believe no problem. But actually, I'm not so sure that that is the case. Uh, Last week, a company called SpaceX, they launched the largest and most powerful rocket that is currently in use. It was called, it is called Falcon Heavy. And Elon Musk is the founder of this company, SpaceX, and he's quite a showman. He's quite smart about maximizing impacts of things. So usually when you test a brand new rocket, there has to be a payload on the top, uh, something that it's carrying, because they need to test that it could carry a satellite or whatever. So they would normally put a load of concrete into the fairing, and this would be the dummy load for the first test rocket. 
But that's too boring for Elon Musk. So he decided that he was going to launch a Tesla Roadster convertible, cherry red, with Starman, a mannequin with a SpaceX trademarked spacesuit on as well. And so this is what they launched into space last week. And it's now in orbit around the sun, and it will be for millions of years, this Tesla electric vehicle. And that is an actual picture of it. Now, I watched some video uh, of the rocket launch. And, and by the way, the two booster rockets landed uh, upright on their own, on the pad, just a few minutes after takeoff. Just amazing what this man has been able to accomplish. But I made the mistake of I went below the video and I started to read the comments section below. Don't ever read comments anymore. This is a bad area of the internet. But I went down and I read the comments. So this is what they said. It's fake. It's not real. It didn't happen, they said. You are all sheep. Stop believing that the world is round. This is what they want you to believe, they said. Now, you may not have been following this, but there's actually a vibrant and very real community of people online that believe the earth is flat, like a dinner plate, that it's not round, it's not spherical as a globe, um, and, and no amount of evidence would convince this group. Now, actually, to be fair, Elon Musk even came out and said, those pictures do look fake. He said, the CGI is much better nowadays, and it's so, it, I mean, that, doesn't that kind of look fake? A little bit? Um, it's so, it's so fake, it's real, that's what he said. Um, yeah, so a lot of people weren't convinced. And I realized something, you know, if, if today with HD cameras, someone can launch a rocket and put something into space and they have angles all around, and then a lot of people just don't believe it happened. A lot of people say, no way, didn't happen. You're all just sheep for believing that this car is now in space. Well, then if Jesus appeared right in front of you and was glowing white, a lot of people would not believe. They wouldn't. And this is why. Because we can only believe when we are equipped by the Holy Spirit to believe. That is what grabs hold by faith. Just as you would need a smartphone or smart glasses in order to see this augmented reality uh, layered over regular reality, it's also true that you need the Holy Spirit in order to come to faith. On your own, you are blinded. Just as our reading in 2 Corinthians says, you're blinded to the gospel without the grace of God. And so this now is what the transfiguration is about. It's about this revealing of truth. It was about the revealing of this reality that was still hidden, but was true nonetheless. And we believe that reality as well, even though it's still hidden from us most of the time. We are not able to see angels or demons. We do not have a window into heaven, but that does not make those things any less real. Hebrews 11.1 1 says that faith is the assurance of things hoped for, 
the conviction of things not seen. That is what faith is for us. It's a wonderful definition of faith. However, on that day and on that mountain, faith was the conviction of things seen. They got to see behind this veil of history and see Christ as he truly is, glorified. The glorified Lord of all. But for us today, and in most cases, the veil remains there. And instead of believing with our own eyes, we must trust the eyewitness accounts that were painstakingly recorded for us. Jesus told those three guys, he said, keep keep quiet about this. Uh, They weren't supposed to tell anyone until after the resurrection. Because Jesus, glowing, bright, speaking with Moses and Elijah, none of that makes sense until after he rises from the dead. Then they understood what they had seen. But then it happened, and, and, and so they were able to kind of share what they had seen that day. They wrote it down. They preached it. They made sure it ended up in our scriptures. And it's here for us. So this theme, I'm kind of talking about technology. Every day, I wonder what's coming next. I'm thinking about uh, our daughters a lot. Having been born in 2016, it's actually quite likely that they'll live all the way to the year 2100. And then I think, my goodness, what will that year look like? What will my daughters and our sons, when they come, what, what will their lives look like in that year? I can't even begin to imagine. Things are changing so quickly already. And yet, no matter what comes, whether it's VR or AR or AI or some other weird thing, whatever comes, faith will still be the conviction of things not seen. It will still be belief in eyewitness accounts that were written with ink on animal skin 2,000 years ago. It's kind of a low-tech thing. But it's not just the written word. We speak the word of God to one another and we learn it and we teach it. That's what Jean and I do with our two girls. We tell them about God. We kind of relay those eyewitness accounts, you could say. And I'm amazed at the miracle of faith apart from technology. So our two little girls, their exposure to God has been a children's Bible and then us praying with them. That's about it. And then being in church, too. And every night we tell our two little girls that we love them. We say, Mommy loves you, Daddy loves you, and Jesus loves you. And we pray with them. And they know to pray at meals. And they said the word, Amen. And they said those things. But very interestingly, just a few weeks ago, Jean said to Elsie, she said, Daddy loves you, where's Daddy? And she pointed toward me. And then she said, Mommy loves you. Where's Mommy? And she pointed to, to Mommy. And she said, JJ loves you. That's older sister, Annalise. And she pointed toward her. And then lastly, she said, Jesus loves you. And then Elsie went like this. She went. <laughs> and we never told her to do that. We never taught her that God is, it rules from heaven. That, that Jesus loves her. 
and, and is there. We, we just tell her that Jesus loves her. And then, but she knew intuitively, even as an under two-year-old, that, that God is in heaven. That God loves her. That God protects her. And she didn't need a smartphone or, or AR or VR, anything like that to figure that out. That was the word imprinted on her heart. That was low-tech. And it works. So I, I think that um, the true miracle of this, of the transfiguration, is belief. It's belief in the things unseen. We weren't there on the mountain. But we have to trust those who were. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all of our understanding, and the understanding of Peter and James and John on that mountain, may the peace of God guard our hearts and our minds. In Christ Jesus our Lord.